This is the Cross Gen Productions podcast brought to you by Cross Gen Productions. And obviously, I'm your host, Austin Carnes. It's been a while. I haven't um, really done much with Cross Gen lately because of various uh, external uh, life circumstances with work and uh, different ministry things going on. But I'm glad to be back. And I figured I would bring it back with a special guest to have on. I know we've had people like my dad, Chad Carnes, and uh, Kayla, uh, which is my cousin from uh, Global Grounds, but I wanted to have my mom, Lisa Carnes, on. I want to introduce her. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this, and um, I'm excited to have a chat with you. Well, it's, it's, it's I always uh, love having people like you and dad on, because obviously that's a, a special place in my heart, you know, because y'all were the ones that helped me get to the, this place I'm at, especially with CrossGen. But the thing that we're going to talk about today is the presence of God. Um, we have, a, I, I had a couple questions I wanted to ask, and I, I couldn't think of anybody else better that I would want to have than my mom on to discuss this stuff just because of what I've seen growing up. Um, you know, I, I've just, I've seen a lot of people that's been able to, what, what we in the uh, charismatic realm called getting to the presence of God, but you know it not as much as I've I've seen you do it, and that's and you've just been a uh, example to me of that, and so I want to have you on to discuss some of these questions. Um, well, that means a lot, so thank you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, the first question I have is, what is the presence of the Lord, or what is the manifestation of it? Well, I did what every good student would do, and I looked it up in the dictionary. <laughs> um, but presence, um, as defined in the dictionary, is the state or fact of being present, the area immediately surrounding a great person, um, or especially a sovereign king, which I thought that was really interesting. And then the last one was a person who is present, especially in an impressive way. And I think that we can uh, relate, especially two of those, to the presence of God. You know, when he walks in a room, it's always in an impressive way. And it may be in a really quiet, sweet, solemn way, or it may be in a powerful, mm. um, you know, a powerful move. But anytime he comes into a room, it's always in an impressive way. And I thought that was really neat how the, the dictionary, you know, used that term and then how we can turn that around and say, you know, when the presence of God walks in a room, it's always in an impressive way. I can walk in any room but when the presence of God walks in a room, things change. And so... Well, it, it reminds me of, um, of a song that I used to sing all the time growing up. You know, when you walk into the room, everything changes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that probably stuck out in your mind. Yeah. You know, reading that, but... Um, I just know that there's been so many times that, you know, whether I'm in a, a congregation setting or just alone in my bedroom or you know, kneeling by my bed or, or wherever I'm at, even riding down the road in the car, when his presence enters, you just know it. You, you just have an, an awareness. And, I mean, his, he's always there. He's always there. He's always present. But when you sense him, I mean, it changes everything. It, it changes your, your feelings, your thoughts. It even changes your, you know, your emotional you know, being, I don't know about you, but when, when I, when I'm in a place and the presence of God comes in a room, like I'll start crying oh, or, you know, yeah. just different things happen and it just changes a person and it changes the atmosphere when he walks in a room. So 
I just thought that was kind of cool. No, that's. I think that's a really good point. And I, I had these two scriptures um, from Isaiah 6 and Ezekiel 1 that adds on to that point. Talk about just everything changes. And you, you might say, well, why does everything change? Okay, so Isaiah 6. So Isaiah said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim each one had six wings, with two he covered his face, and two he covered his feet, and with two he flew, and one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory, and the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So obviously, I mean, what they're experiencing and seeing it is to liken what you just said. I mean, it's just like, yeah. oh my gosh, you know, it's yeah. like just completely life-changing what they're seeing. You know, same for Ezekiel 1, 26-28, which actually explains kind of what they're seeing, where Ezekiel says, and above the firmament above their heads was the likeness of a throne, in appearance like a sapphire stone. On the likeness of the throne was a likeness with the appearance of a man above it. Also from the appearance of his waist and upward I saw, as it were, the color of amber with the appearance of fire all around within it. And from the appearance of his waist and downward, I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire and brightness all around, like the appearance of a rainbow in a cloud on a rainy day. So was the appearance of the brightness all around it. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. So when I saw it, I fell on my face and heard a voice of one speaking. I mean, that's just like, yeah, yeah, that's hard to even fathom, like yeah. seeing that. But obviously, I think they're. Interpret not necessarily interpretations, but their reactions to to seeing this is probably completely justified. Oh, absolutely. And what you just said, you know, absolutely, everything changes because you see that. Yeah. I think you know if you have that encounter with God, your life will never be the same. Oh, absolutely. Never I, be the same. I know your dad um, has mentioned this before, but he's talking about when the angels are gathered around the throne as they are now. And they're crying, holy, holy is the Lord. And every time they move and they get a different perspective of God, they have to go back down again and cry holy because, you know, his, it's unlimited. Is that right? It's, it's limitless. Yes, it's limitless. Well, it is unlimited yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Just who he is and, and what he is. And when he, when he comes into our space, he just changes everything. And I'm just so thankful yeah. that he, he chooses to come into our spaces. That's, oh, yeah. He makes all the difference. I am too. I mean, and, and it's, it is completely life-changing. And we'll get into more of that because the, the <clears throat> next question is, how have you felt the Lord's presence in your mm -hmm. own life and experienced it personally? Yeah. I, I know I've experienced the Lord and experienced His presence. And, and I know most people um, who attend church regularly can say that they have experienced his presence, you know, coming together corporately. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that is so important. And the Bible says, you know, that is, that is important. That, that's something that we should continually do. But I've also experienced him, um, as I was saying earlier, you know, by my bed, on my knees, um, I've experienced him run down the road in the car, washing dishes. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, when, when you and um, Anna were little, I, I remember we would just be doing different things or just going about our day. And I would just sense God just in such powerful ways, just reminding me that, you know, that he was there and that he was present in just the day to day. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, we just have to look, we have to look for his presence. And I mean, he's all around. He's in, you know, he's in the wind. He's in the, 
you know, the sunrise, he's he's in everything. We just have to be willing to look for for his presence. Well, it's funny that you say that because my note right here, just reading what my note says, is experienced it in simple ways because that was, I mean, yeah. I, I'm in the same area. Like you said, I have nature, you yeah. know, being a truck driver now. It, it, it's, I get to see things, you know, that a lot more often and frequent now that I didn't. And so, you know, when I'm on the way to Williamsburg, Kentucky, if, 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 you know, anybody has ever been on that, that road of 40 going right near Gatlinburg, if you're coming back, there's a big bridge going over water and you just see the mountains just, mm-hmm. you know, rolling endlessly. And it's just like, I yeah. mean, that's, you know, God made that, you know, yeah. I put in music, um, in writing, everyday life um and i say writing because i do a lot of writing um family um marriage i can say that now you know being that i've been married six months now um you know you read uh how uh basically marriage is an illustration of god in the church or jesus in the church you know and so uh you know ways that you experienced it when you you know with dad when I was growing up I actually get to see that aspect of God's love for you know the church and um, and I also put trials you know oh absolutely I think in your trials and in your hard times you know you you see you see God and um, just those simplicity those simplicities are are turned into complexities yeah and just profound understandings you know of things that it's just like um when I was in Bryson City with with Kelsey on uh, vacation a while back, and God was was revealing Himself, you know, I, I was thinking about that concept of Him being uh, omnipresent, yeah. And you know that I'm able to have a personal relationship with this omnipresent, everywhere God in a personal way, while you're having that same relationship with Him in a personal way for you, right. And same way my dad is, and same way my sister is, and same way my other sister is. You know, yeah. and we're all having personal encounters in, you know, you think personal, you know, it's it's completely different, but right. it's the same. Yeah. And so, and it just, like, totally blew my mind, but... Well, he meets us all right where we are, and it's always what we need, you know, in that moment. You know, for you, it may be... When he walks in a room or when his presence comes into a room, you may need just an overwhelming feeling of love. You know, for me, mm-hmm. I may need an overwhelming feeling of forgiveness and that, you know, that space. And when he just comes in, you know, he meets us all <laughs> yeah. in such a personal way. Yeah, <clears throat> that's well. And, and, and another way, too, is um, through through scripture. You right. know, I think that we can receive we can just be in the presence of God and and experience it through you know because obviously i think it's hebrews four twelve says the word of god is alive and powerful yeah sharper than any two-edged sword you know most people think about the other half of you know it's sharp and it you know it's very corrective but yeah. it's it's alive and powerful i mean it's literally the word of god being spoken absolutely in a pre- in a present tense yeah. right there yeah. in your life you know i think what's so amazing about the word of god is you can read it one day and get one thing out of it and read the very same thing again the next day and need something totally different and you'll receive something different yeah. as if you've never yeah. read it like that before, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's also a way that his presence is 
very evident. Sometimes you'll read stuff, and I know, like, Dad, he told me one time, I, I can't remember what it was, but said that he wrote, he uh, he was stuck on a singular verse yeah. for, like, two weeks one time just because it was just that gripping and powerful. Right. And it's just like, yeah, you know, it's like when you just sit there and, you know, you're riding down the street and you see something crazy and you're just like, <laughs> just want to sit there and stare at it like, what in the world? Wow, you know? yeah. Like, wow, look yeah. at that. Yeah, absolutely. So, Absolutely. It's funny because you already touched on this, but it says, how can we access the Lord's presence? It's it's funny because one thing I actually wrote down, you already touched on, is coming together as believers. But um, I want you to go ahead and share on that as far as how we can access the Lord's presence. Um, Well, I have here that, let me see here, what did I write down? It says, the word says that he'll never leave us or forsake us. And we know that. You know, we know that the word um, declares that, and we know that to be true in our own lives. And I think that ultimately our father just wants to be noticed. You know, he yeah. wants to be noticed. He he wants to be noticed when he walks in a room. And, and I'm going to tell a funny story, but um, the other day, Chad and I were eating, and um, we were just talking. We were just having a normal conversation. And I looked at him, and I was like, you look really handsome today. And he just kind of like, what? And I was like, you look really handsome today. And, I mean, his whole demeanor changed. And later that day, and I'm going to try not to cry, but later that day, I was sitting at my desk at work, and I just felt like God was saying, that's what I want. You know, I think sometimes we make it so difficult, and we, you know, I, I beat myself up if I don't spend an hour with God in prayer, or even 30 minutes in a day, you know, with God in prayer, but I just felt like God was saying, sometimes I just want you to notice me and say, you know, I know you're here, God, and I just thank you for your goodness. Or I know you're here, Father, and I just thank you for loving me today and for getting me up out of bed. You know, he just wants to be noticed. He wants to be noticed, as we said earlier, that, you know, he never leaves us or forsakes us. He's always there. He just wants us to notice him. Mm-hmm. He just wants us to notice, you know, that, that he is present in a room. And I think sometimes just saying, God, I just want to thank you for your goodness today, or I want to thank you that you're showing up in my situation. He just wants us to say, you know, we get it. You're here, God, and we thank you for that. And sometimes that's all he's looking for. Well, it's just kind of like, you know, you read where uh, God is a jealous God. Most people attribute jealousy to um, negative context, you know, especially in a relationship. But, you know, being a God... It's perfect. Yeah. You know, that jealousy, you know, you might want to look at it in that negative context of, you know, oh, you know, he's, you know, it's more of a closed fist, but it's really just like, hey, no, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm yours, you know, I'm your, you know, your mind, you know, I want to, just like you said, he just wants to be noticed. Right. You know, yeah. just like you said, I mean, I do, I do that sometimes. Sometimes I'll be riding down the road, um, I say I can't say on the way to work now because literally I'm riding down. <laughs> You're always on, on your way to work. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm a truck driver now. For those of you who don't know that, so but <laughs> while I'm riding down the road, I'll be uh, I'll just say you know thank you Lord for today. Yeah. Or, you know just like you said, just little things like yeah. that. Um, I think he loves that. He loves it when you know he gets our attention, and that's yeah. what he wants. The Bible says to, uh, and if I'm quoting this correctly, you know, to always be in a mind of prayer. You know, always or just pray without ceasing. Right, just I mean, to having that, having that heart to just be be aware of His presence. You know, no matter what it is, it could be in a a really great day or it could be in a really rough day. But to know that He's there 
you know, we always have that access. We've just got to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. You know, take advantage of his presence being in a situation and, and be thankful for that. It's, it's funny because we're hitting on all the same stuff that I'd written down. Great minds think alike. Well, I mean, I got it from somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, but it says, I think we all have the opportunity, but we all don't access it. I think the key word there is access. To right. access God, we have to be accessible. Right. And, and we didn't have none of these conversations before. we. Mm-hmm. I mean, I gave you some of those questions, but we didn't have no conversations yeah. about any of this before we started. But, yeah. Um, like you said, um, just through noticing him and also I think through, you know, prayer, like you said, studying the word, um, coming together. These are things I have. Oh yeah. Um, our times of brokenness and in need, um, worship. Worship's another big one, which I mean, that's right up your alley being a worship leader as many years as, uh, I'm sure, you know, there's been a lot of times where you you know, accessed that area through, you know, just worship in those times. Absolutely. Well, I think about, um, you know, music. Music is such a major, um, I guess, vehicle to accessing the Lord's mm-hmm. presence. And, and, you know, he created it that way. Music really, it, it just moves you in, in ways that nothing else can. Um, and, you know, we're through worship um, as far as music goes. It does prepare your heart. But, you know, he's given us all these different avenues to access his presence, whether it's the word, whether it's um, through worship, through corporate worship, or through your own private worship. He's given us all these different avenues. We just got to walk down them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's a really good point, especially like, you know, I know we just talked about that with music and stuff. I, music, people don't realize how emotional and yeah. psychological yeah. music is and how much it can prepare you for it. oh, it's absolutely. weird because like I talked about in, my, in, in writing and stuff because that's one of the things I like to do to express um, I would say worship but just express thoughts and, and, and things that I'm thinking that maybe I want to try to you know get jotted down to just be able to understand it better I, sometimes I'll put worship music while I'm writing and it's like I go from this to like, I turn that on. It's like, you know, it's just, yeah. I, I can't stop. Something about the music, it just puts you in that mind frame. Right. You know? And I feel like it opens you up. It opens your heart up. I know there's times that I'll be, you know, trying to do my quiet time. And I can do it sometimes without music. But sometimes it's just having that. I feel like it's almost like a serenade to, mm-hmm. you know, to that connection. And, and God, you know, he hardwires us all a certain way. And, of course he hardwired me to just have a love for music and a love for um, just the sound. And it does something to me. I mean, it just, it, it it opens me up in a way that I'm not sure really anything else could, you know, as far as um, his presence and just allowing my heart to be receptive of whatever it is he has for me. So, um, you know, music is, is just a major, a major player for me as far as, worship and, and presence goes i think it it touches on your emotions it does you know it yeah. it you know a lot of people think of uh worship before a service yeah in a certain light but to me i think it just not only invites god's presence in of of saying hey we're going to honor you through this but it right. also softens your heart to the word absolutely you know, it prepares you helps you to be receptive of you know now you're in this place where you just it's like a sigh, like, yeah. like, okay, now I'm ready to just 
receive yeah. what you have for me. Yeah. And um, I imagine in heaven that there's just a constant sound of, you know, worship and of course worship, but just this music. And I don't know. I just imagine that, that that's what's going on in heaven. So I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the, what experience do you think we'll have in God's presence? That would be, you know, the, the, the latter of that. We talked about accessing it. We talked about uh, what that might look like, but then what experience we will have in it right. you know, once we're there. Well, I, I wrote a few things down in joy, of course, um, freedom, peace, love, forgiveness, mercy, um, which, you know, he gives it freely, grace, but sometimes discipline and correction. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, he is a good father, and we declare that he is a good father, but every good father disciplines their children. And sometimes I come into his presence and, you know, it's, I can just sense, oh, he just wants to just love on me and, and just, we just want to spend some good time together. And then sometimes I come in his presence and <laughs> still in a loving way, but a corrective way. He's like, you know what? We, we've got to talk about this. Yeah. You know, this is something that, that you've got to work on. And, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that, you know, he knows what I need just when I need it, just like we've been talking about. But sometimes, you know, we do come into his presence and, and he has to say, mm, let's, Let's, let's revisit that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's let's work on it. But you know, that's okay. You know, how are we going to be what he has called us to be if there's areas in our life that we, you know, are hiding from him or that needs work? I mean, I want him to point those out to help me to be aware and and to be able to fix mm -hmm. those things that I need fixing or, you know, that he will show me what I need to do to, to correct that situation, you know, whatever it may be. Pretty much, again, we <laughs> literally, our notes are matching, and it's, it's just crazy because we didn't even have these conversations. Mm -hmm. But I wrote down, I think, in, let's see. So I think in ourselves, it brings conviction, humility, <clears throat> and realization, and that realization being how insignificant we are in comparison to him. Uh, for those in North Carolina folks, we become flabbergasted. Yes. Is what I wrote down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then God shows us exactly what Paul prays, hopefully, that we would come to understand in Ephesians 3, where it says uh, the length, width, height, and depth of his love. Yes. You know, so yeah. obviously, like you said, it's, it's a double-sided coin, but still the same coin. You know, sometimes it's that conviction and correction, and I think there's always a humility, but then, you know, there's that love and, you know, those types of things, like like. Isaiah 6, um, 5 through 7, says, So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people with unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me. So, you know, that was the first half that I mentioned. Having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. So basically, you know, right right there is just that he realized how unworthy and humbled he was. But right. then the seraphim come and, you know, pretty much, you know, your sin is clean. You know, you're pardoned and there's just that love and he's receiving from, from God, you right. know. Yeah, absolutely. Um the next question is, what time in the Bible stands out to you the most concerning God's presence? Or, or even what realization have you had concerning 
um, God's presence, whether that be through the scripture or your own life. And I'm kind of adding that in there to, yeah. you know, open the door to yeah. whatever you want to. Well, I, I know when I saw this question, my mind immediately went to the moment in scripture where um, Moses tells God to show me your glory. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to go without you, God, show us your glory, show us, you know, who you are and, and the realization of who you are. And so I went back and I read it because that is just one of my, um, I guess one of the most powerful scriptures to me, because that is a prayer that I have. God, I want to see your glory. And, you know, whatever it looks like in that moment, God, I just want to see your glory. I want to experience your glory. Um, So I went back and I read it, and I actually read the whole chapter. And it's funny because, uh, there again, the Bible is alive, and it's, you know, it's powerful. And God showed me a completely different thing that I think he wanted to show me, you know, by taking me back to this scripture. But um, I'm going to read a little bit. Um, But it says, It was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting and set it up some distance from the camp. Everyone who wanted to make a request of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrances of their own tents. They would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. As he went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and hover at its entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. When the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. And I read that and I was like, I know I've read that before, but I felt like God was just saying to me in that moment, you know what? In order to access my presence, first of all, you have to spend time with me. Right. You know, without spending time with him, I mean, how are we going to know? How are we even going to know what his voice sounds like if we're not spending time with him? And, you know, I have friends that, you know, I talk to on a regular basis. I know, I know what their voice sounds like. And I want to be so aware of God's presence that when he speaks to me, I can be in a room full of a hundred people and it could be loud. But if God speaks, even if he whispers, I know that it's him, but it's only going to come through those moments of spending time, you know, face to face, hearing what he's got to say. And I want him to talk to me like one talks to a friend, but I want to be able to talk back that way. And, you know, I just, I don't know, there was something about that as one speaks to a friend. That was powerful. And then on later in the chapter, that is when God says, or when Moses says, God, show me your glory. You know, but had he not had that personal relationship, would God have shown him his glory? You know, I mean, it, it takes those in the moment, in the private, in the privacy of your prayer closet to get those realizations of who God is. In, in those moments where, where you want to see the glory of God. Wow. So, I mean, that was, I just, I don't know, I thought that was so powerful. It is powerful. I think it's very powerful. I mean, just like you said, that, I mean, the the idea of God and the ways that we just talked about him and talking to you as a friend is just like, be, it's beyond <laughs> me. Just, just yeah. to, I mean, because I imagine that like a friend, I, I, I dare say that he probably was talking to him audibly. Right. You know, oh, and he absolutely. was hearing just that audible. Yeah. Well, obviously, because if he seen, you know, the hinder parts of God, as the Bible says, then he, he did talk yeah. to him as a friend. Like, yeah. So just yeah, that whole concept is just beyond me. Yeah. Well, you know, when your dad calls me, I know who it is. 
you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I have caller ID, so I know who it is <laughs> on that aspect. Yeah, but, that's a whole other message. <laughs> but even if I didn't, you know, all he would have to say is, hey, you know. and But it's because we spend time together. And, I, I mean, I just I appreciate so much the presence of God in my day-to-day. And then those moments when we're coming together corporately or, you know, when something's going wrong or, or my world's falling apart, I know who I can depend on because I've spent time with him. You know, and, and don't get me wrong, there's plenty of times that I know that I could have spent more time. Yeah. Or there's times that I know he was calling me to come spend time with him, and I did not do that. Um, but, you know, there again, there's when I do get into his presence, he's like, you know, yeah. You know, maybe you could have got up out of bed a little earlier or <laughs> yeah. whatever the case may be. But, I mean, his presence is just, it makes all the difference. And without his presence, you know, we really have nothing. Yeah. We really have nothing. I know um, what I wrote down for, for <clears throat> what, what time the Bible stands out to me, I wrote Revelation 4, 2 and 4, where it says, Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, the throne was standing in heaven, and someone was sitting on the throne. And he who was sitting on, sitting was like a jasper stone and a sardis, which is we call carnelian right. nowadays, in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, like an emerald in appearance. Around the throne was twenty-four thrones, and upon these thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white garments and golden crowns on their heads. Um, it, it had come to my attention the other day, and I don't know. I think maybe God. Who knows? Maybe he does things sometimes to give us a glimpse uh, of the understanding. And I'm going to link a video to this at the bottom uh, if you want to check out what I'm talking about. But I think if you've ever heard of the Northern Lights, the Aurora Borealis, which they say that you can see the best in Fairbanks, Alaska. It's like the best place that you can see it. The, The appearance and the likeness very much so looks kind of like the Aurora Borealis and just the thoughts of the presence of God, him on his throne and and looking like that yeah. is, I mean, it's just, when I, I, I'll probably never look at the Northern Lights the same way again yeah. because that's the thought I'm going to, it's always going to take me back to that Revelations 4 and uh, this is the same color schemes, you know, of, of, if you know what a carnelian and sardis look like, and then obviously emerald, it's the same kind of color schemes. So that's just kind of what stood out to me. Is I, I think that's good. in all these, you know, whether it be the Revelations 4, the Isaiah 6, um, yeah, the Ezekiel verse, all of those are yeah. just, I mean, are, are great representations of what it looks like. You know, we talk about what it feels like, but what it looks like. I think that was the thing that really was eye-opening for me is not just what it feels like because you know, a lot of times, you know, we can talk about what it feels like, but then what it actually will look like when we're there in the presence of God, yeah. once we're, you know, either in the rapture or through death or whatever, and we're in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't have a comment to say on that. It's just mind-boggling well then we can see what the angels are seeing you know we can join in what they're declaring holy 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 but just that idea that every time you know we look back up and see him we're seeing a different side yeah. of his goodness um of who he is but yeah I, I mean that's powerful that's powerful but and while you were reading that i was thinking the same god 
who, you know, the, the word declares all this majesty about him is the same God that takes the time every day to meet with us wherever we're at. And, I mean, that's just, I don't know. There's no words. Is there anything else that you want to add? I just, thanks for having me. Yeah, and absolutely. I just want to say that, um, I'm get a little personal, but your dad and I are really proud of you. I appreciate it. You're doing it. a great job. I appreciate and it. We're just, we're cheering you on. <laughs> well, I mean, if it wasn't for y'all and, and what I've seen y'all, I mean, even from y'all to grandparents to great-grandparents, you know, I just come from a very, I mean, I was very lucky to come from a legacy of people that didn't just go to church, but that lived out a life of, yeah, you know, wanted to serve God and love God and taught me what a relationship with God is like. You know, I would never be doing, cross Gen would not even be a, a thing if it wasn't for those people forerunners before me so i yeah. definitely appreciate it we love you we're proud of you well i love y'all too <laughs> and i appreciate y'all being on and uh we'll definitely have more people come on and we'll actually have mom come back and e even dad you know might have them both on at the same time i don't know um but we'll see where god takes us and uh, we'll continue to talk and we'll continue to have these conversations, but I appreciate you being on. Thanks for having right. me. I love you. I love you. <laughs>